Blog Talk Radio. This is All About Wine, the talk show dedicated to the wine industry since 2009. Featuring winemaker, cellar master, vineyardist, and tasting expert, Ron. Basically, what we're trying to do on this program is just trying to educate people on trying to make wine less confusing and more friendly. From coast to coast and around the world. You know, we really have had some some neat people on the program. I, I just, I love that. Post your questions and comments during the live show on our Facebook page at www.facebook.com forward slash allaboutwinebtr. Again, that's www.facebook.com forward slash allaboutwinebtr. And now, All About Wine is on. Here's Ron. Well, it looks like we might have uh, connection connection issues here. Uh, let's see. Yeah, that that opening really sounded weird. Hmm. I don't have really. Uh, any it clue ran either. fast at the beginning and then, uh you know, faded in and out and all that. I don't know. It's connection problems tonight or not, but that I don't know. Yeah. That's weird. Well, the Facebook um, issues are in the twenties now, so oh. all the hunts are tuned in. We are excited to hear today's show. Well, let's hope it stays all active. Let's there, hope it stays uh, on and it works. Kind of, <laughs> kind of iffy right now. I'm not sure. Uh, That's true. It's, uh, That's true. Um, so if we lose you, then. Yeah. Thanks Dropping for tuning in. Sure. Yeah, I'm yeah. at 28 already, so, but uh, as they're listening, so we that's a good thing. We'll see if there's they anything else yeah. I can do here. Oh, everyone listening, thanks out there. Yeah, thank you. Uh, was uh, cold yesterday, played some golf yesterday, and bundled up, but once I got out there in first three or four holes, it was great, and then about the eleventh hole, the clouds came in, and oh my gosh, it was cold. And so, it's really hard to play golf in a parka and big old gloves. <laughs> but no, it wasn't that bad. It was it was nice. But we warmed up today, and it it was hit seventy today, and it's supposed to do the same thing tomorrow. So, so we are recovering. The bus people were real happy out there. So, good, good. No. Oh. Um, let's see what else is happening. Nothing. Uh, we're going to be talking about a little bit about the Australian fires. I've got some health benefits and not so good benefits about wine and quite a few other things tonight. So let me jump in with both feet here. Um, next week we're going to be talking about minerality in wine. Uh, that's a big topic, a debate back and forth is does wine really have morality or what? So we're going to be talking about that next week and describing it and telling you about it and all that. So got some things to tell you here. Constellation E.J. Gallo revised their transaction. Constellation brand, enormous, enormous big wine conglomerate. And E.J. Gallo winery is also an enormous conglomerate. And they've agreed to revise their original transaction to divest a portion of 
his wine and spirits portfolio to the uh, uh, including related facilities in California, New York, and Washington to Gallo, and they they're adjusting that the uh, results the brands Cooks California Champagne. J. Roger, American Champagne, and Palmasson Grand Amber Brandy will be excluded from the transaction, resulting in a price of approximately $1.1 billion, of which $250 million is an earnout if the brand performance meets its expectations over the next two years. So, big transaction between those two big companies, and they're just paring down some of the brands from Constellation and E.J. Gallo is getting it. This has been ongoing now for, oh, geez, I, I think I first announced this good six months ago. Uh, E.J. Gallo is going to divest its New Zealand-based Nobilo wine and assets for $130 million. And it's just, you know, big, big thing there. You won't notice a difference. You won't see anything different. If you do read the labels, which I highly suggest you do on all wines, but if you do read the labels, you might see a little difference in some that used to say bottled by Constellation brand or something along that line, and now will say bottled by E&J Gallo. But otherwise, they'll still be made the same, and everything will still continue on as it were. So no big deal. Just to let you know what's going on with that. B. Wise Vineyards acquires Amapola Creek Vineyards. These are both in Sonoma, and they are uh, uh, the retiring Sonoma winemaker Richard Arrowwood uh, is leaving uh, one of the wineries. Let me see which one here. Uh, B. Wise Vineyards owner Brian Wise plans to continue the legacy of Arrowwood signature Bordeaux style cabs and continue on as they were. Uh, Arrowwood has always been an outspoken supporter of Sonoma County's uh, wine industry and the greatness of there. He's been there 54 years, started with uh, Corbell back in 1965 before moving to Chateau St. Jean from 74 through 1990. And uh, they're bought out the vineyard combining now. So uh, continue on the, the legacy of the great wines and the Bordeaux-style wines in that area, Sonoma County, uh, obviously not affected by the fires there this summer. New audiobook, which we are familiar with, the Barefoot Spirit, uh, Barefoot Winery. Uh, they were guests on our show. They had the book, The Barefoot Spirit. So they sent me the book. It's a good read. It really was a good read. But you don't have to read it now. Audiobook is out for The Barefoot Spirit. And Ed Asner voices the role of Don Brown, who is the buyer for uh, major California supermarkets. He this. Barefoot started out as well. They're 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 entrepreneurs. If you're not familiar with Barefoot, uh, the story behind it, the, the couple that obtained it were not wine people. 
they were salesmen. And they went out and sold it to grocery stores. And doing so, they built up a empire, which has, well, then they end up selling it to E.N.J. Gallo. Now they go around and do motivational speeches. They were on the radio uh, show here. Oh, gee, I want to say it has to be four years ago now, maybe five years ago. Uh, fun interview. You can probably look on archives and find it, but uh, if you get a chance. But Ed Asner is now being the voice of Don Brown. The book tells the story of the famous Barefoot brand, and Asner's grumpy but wise character initially refuses to carry the fetching wine, but ultimately paves the way for success. And uh, Michael Houlihan was the... Uh, uh, he and Bonnie Harvey were the founders of Barefoot Wine, and they're the ones that was on the program, actually. Uh, in a statement, Houlihan notes, we wanted to take the business audiobook experience to the next level, uh, not just narrated, but performed. And they did by getting Ed Ashner in it and other people to actually play parts. So, if you get a chance, uh, read the book. If not, pick it up an audiobook. It is a good read. I, uh, interesting how Barefoot Wine started out and what they went through and little things that happened all that. Like the foot itself, um, Bonnie was trying to express to them what she wanted. She's trying to express to the graphic designer, I want the foot to be in the sand and all that. And she said, like this. And she stomped down on the ground and left the footprint. And she goes, that's it. That's what I want. And that became the foot. So it was actually her foot that became the emblem of barefoot winery. Fun story. So get a chance to read the book or grab the tape. A couple wines out. I'm going to tell you about here. A little sip of Italy. Josh. Uh, you've seen Josh Seller, Seller wines around. Everybody has. They are distributed just about everywhere. But they're part of the Dutch family wine and spirits. They just released its first ever Prosecco uh, Italian Sparkly. It contains 100% Prosecco grapes, uh, Glera, G-L-E-R-A. They're sourced from vineyards lying between uh, Canalango, Veneto, and Valdebodain. Oh, jeez, I destroyed this name. The Prosecco is, uh, has bright acidity with a touch of sweetness, as well as pear, green apple, and citrus on the nose and in the mouth. Its effervescence provides a vibrant texture, the company says. It's available nationwide. 750 bottle retails for $14. Good price. Good price for a for a perspective. Uh, for a sparkling wine. So it gives it at a price that you can afford to have it, not just on special occasions, but at just about any time that you want to have yourself a little bubbly instead of staying with your still wines. Flying by the seat of our pants, Brute. Here's another wine that is a sparkly. This is uh, Bright Coolar Vineyards, 
not familiar with it, announced the inaugural release of its flagship label, Flying by the Seat of Our Pants, Brute. It's a North Coast Brute, marks their first sparkling wine from the new family-run winery based in Windsor, California. It's 60% Chardonnay, 35% Pinot Noir, and 5% Pinot Mignon. The wine is crafted to reflect the method champagne style and highlight the fruit flavors characteristics of California's North Coast. So they say. The marine influence results in grapes with deep complexity, acidity, and longer ripening time with notes of citrus blossoms, light berry, and hints of guava. 12.5% ABV, and it's suggested at $45 per bottle. Uh, $750. So that is available. Oh, I would just brought my wine of the night by my engineer. This is 1924 limited edition barrel, a bourbon barrel age. Now, this is happening a lot out there, too, by the way. A lot of wineries are using old bourbon barrels to age their wines, tricky cabs, and well, they're red wines. And this is, it, it says double black Cabernet Sauvignon. It's from Lodi, California, 2017 vintage. It says on the back of this bottle, 1924, the heart of prohibition and the year our winery first planted vineyards in California. Probably planning on raisins, I guess. During an era of gangsters and speakeasies, Americans would not be denied their favorite beverages. Daring drinkers stopped or I'm sorry, daring drinkers sipped wine on the sly and found a loophole allowing doctors to prescribe bourbon. In order of that bold time, two once forbidden favorites come together to inspire our 1924 bourbon barrel aged Cabernet Sauvignon. Continues, crafted with full bodied Cabernet Sauvignon aged in bourbon barrels, this liberal wine is layered with suggestions of blackberry, fig, and warm spice with notes reminiscent of bourbon, caramel, brown sugar, and toasted oak. Uh, is 15% alcohol by volume and nothing else on the label. I have never heard a wine described as Liberal, is that the word I saw in here? Uh, this liberal wine, yeah, a liberal wine. What is a liberal wine? I'm not sure, but that's how they describe it. So, uh, let me sip and see what we've got here tonight. Uh, oh, it is dark. I like that. I like that. Ooh. Oh, I like that aroma, too. My gosh. Glad we got this. Did we taste this? I think so. I think so too. I think this is when we tasted the ABC tasting we went to a couple months ago. Oh, I can set sniff this over and over. Black the, the blackberry comes out very strong in the aroma. I'm not getting any fig, but. 
I may not understand what the fig is, but I'm definitely getting blackberry. And uh, it tastes very liberal. It tastes very liberal. My intern just said she tastes and it tastes very liberal. <laughs> Let me see if I taste the liberal in it. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's very good. Yes, very liberal. Uh, I'm getting picking up the the plumminess and the taste. I didn't get it in the nose, but I definitely got it in the taste. Blackberry comes out in the taste even more too. Uh, it's uh, not the spiciness. I'm not getting so much spiciness. Uh, the oak is very evident, and not that tannic either. Very well balanced. I don't don't see an aging potential to it. Uh, except for just a very short period of time. Uh, but it's uh, very good. Actually, very, very good wine. I don't know what we paid for the season. I wish I made notes of some of that stuff. I, I have these wines, and I don't know what we paid for it. I'd like to pass it on to you. But it's called 1924. Limited edition. That's that's on the label. Nineteen four. Speaking of nineteen twenty four, I just read an interesting article on prohibition, and it said that it, it was very politically motivated, which most things are. But they said it actually did stop uh, deaths by alcohol and actually stopped a lot of the problems in alcohol that they wanted to do prohibition. Uh, the statistics bear out the fact that they did then, but it also created a lot of problems. And uh, they said the organized crime came in and took over. And they said that Al Capone was actually making millions and millions a year uh, on illegal alcohol, and uh, as was many others. And so it stopped. It uh, they. Prohibition was ended, and but it didn't end until it started in 1918. Didn't end until 1933. So it had a long period there that it was able to see how the experiment went. And uh, oh, somebody's calling me on another on line. So a good chance. 1924, a nice, nice Cabernet. And I know it's not real expensive because when we bought a whole bunch of wines, we weren't going to spend a whole lot on any one single one because we want to get a variety of them. And that's what we did. Aging wine, though. I said this is aged for a couple of years. Um, cellaring, as it's called, if you cellar it. Um, many of the wines, fine wines, do get better with age. Uh, but overall, very few actually improve. You don't grab a wine saying, I'm going to age this for a long time. It doesn't work that way. You need to have it able to age. The vast majority of the wines are designed to taste best when they're released from the winery, and they start losing their appeal after six, seven months. They're not really... Ageable wine. Speaking of which, Mike, did you drink the Plantation Spice? Gotta wait until he comes back with us. 
maybe he didn't hear me. Oh, he's got me muted. I thought I was oh, here. Christ. No, you weren't. Yeah, I uh, Yeah, I was trying to. Uh, I was talking, and I, but I didn't have no. the uh, foot pedal pressed. I guess to unmute oh, the microphone. Oh, um, no, I have not. I have not uh, oh. tried it yet. I uh, I am seeking out a filter. Um, <laughs> but I still have filter. it. It's still unopened. Yeah, yeah and. Would, well, you were sick, and you know it wouldn't wouldn't do you or the wine justice if you tried to drink when you were sick. So <laughs> that's that's true. So. But <laughs> I still I still want to want to try it out. But uh, you know I I have looked at it. It's still up there, you know, waiting to be uh, taste tested, and I just need to get a, okay. a filter for it. So yeah, but I'm, I'm definitely going to open this at right. some point. Chill it. So. Chill it. Yes. And then filtered. Yeah. yeah, I just, uh, it, I'm talking about this aging and I just, mm-hmm. just remembered. That's all. Okay, <laughs> yeah. very good. Well, right. we will bet you at right. your pace and get around to doing it. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> uh, he'll, he'll give us a report on that plantation spice that he's had for some time there. He's been sick for, really, you know, he's battled a bad cold bug for, couple of weeks at least and uh so that's what i yep. said being sick it would not and i didn't go to i didn't go to china either. Wine. i just i got it locally I no didn't go to china you know, it was, it's yeah, all local but you know yeah you, you, you <laughs> orlando i mean every disease in the world comes to orlando yeah. as far as that tourist i don't know one or the other <laughs> a tourist yeah. we're a, a tourist yeah. to a city <laughs> terrible yeah um so, so when you get a chance, then we'll look for your report. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I can't wait to no. try it, actually. Yeah. I wish I could use something yeah. else other than a coffee filter. Paper towels? A towel? Uh, no. I don't know. No. No. Coffee filter. Yeah. Has to be has to be coffee filter. Uh, well, you know, coffee filters are made to drip, so. That's true. That's just, <laughs> you know, they're actually made to do that, yeah. And uh, paper that. towels are made to pick up, so. All right. Don't want to do filter. That. Or some sort of filter. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oil filter. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I, what is it? Uh, oh no, that's for sulfites. I was going to say I can I can send you one of these. Uh, oh yeah, that that. Uh, Thanks. Yeah. Screen. Uh, that's for sulfites. Flag so. thing you got. Yeah. Something. That's right. I remember that. Yeah. And, yeah. Okay. I, that shows you how well it sticks with me. I can't remember what it was. Yeah. So, well, well, when you get around to it, right. we, we will be I waiting will with you. bated breath. All right. uh, one in ten wines may taste better if aged for uh, you know five years or more, but basically no. White wines, the rate drops to less, drops by half, so about one in five. Uh, or one in 20, rather. So, um, you know, one in 100 wines are likely to taste better after 10 years or more. It, it's not a thing that you do. Wines aren't made to be aged. Um, they lose their primary fruity aroma, and they gain new bouquets uh, and uh, tertiary smells. Uh, you know, not secondary, but tertiary smells. In order to improve with time, a wine must have everything in the initial bottle to be able to improve. And it does change. It does, 
you you lose that fruitiness and the, the, the youthness of a wine, and you get more complexities in older wines. And that's why when you age wines, you taste it and you go, oh, I really don't like this. It's because it's not the fruitiness. It's not a young wine. As it gets older, it matures and becomes different. Uh, the astringent tannins are harsh when they're young, but as they age, they become mellower. Then, uh, you know, the color changes a little bit. There's all sorts of things that happen as the wine ages. Uh, acids, phenolics, and esters all um, tend to change in the bottle and create a different bouquet. Uh, thick skin grapes uh, with lower content tend to produce more concentrated wines. That's why Cabernets are aged so often. The more expensive the wine, the more likely it is to age. But basically, you're not going to get wines that age. The highest quality wines are the ones you're, you're and, and let's face it, the wines that most people buy aren't going to age because they're not going to spend the money for a wine to age. And if you do spend the money for the wine to age, be sure you do it properly. Be sure it's got the right conditions. A wine refrigerator being ideal and and, and not wise to use your regular refrigerator. Uh, use a wine refrigerator and because you can set the humidity and the temperatures at the right levels on that. Regular refrigerators usually set at about 34, 35 degrees, but they are cold. Long-term aging potential white wines, Rieslings and Chenin Blancs. Those are possibly long-term. Red wines, Cabernet Sauvignon, uh, Nebelio, and Syrah or Syrahs. And not all those two. You buy a lot of your Syrahs from Australia, and those are young, fruity, drink-now wines. Middle-term aging, now I say long-term, we're talking 10 years or longer. Middle-term aging for wines, five years or so. White wine, Chardonnay, Gruner, Gritlander, Simeon, Aberino, and uh, to, uh, Toque, they say here, which I wouldn't think so. I think that lady longer. Red wines, Pinot Noir, Merlot, Sangiovese, Tempranillo, uh, Grenache, or Grenache, Corvina, uh, Melbeck, and then you can also go with uh, others, a uh, Oloroso Sherry or Champagne method sparkling wines. And oh, up on the long-term aging too, I didn't cover the Madeira Port and your Botrytis dessert wines, your ice wines and stuff like that, or your late harvest Short-term aging potential. These are the ones you probably shouldn't put away for a real long time. Sauvignon Blanc, Pinot Gris or Pinot Grigio, Nouveau Muscato, Moscato, Pinot Blanc and Pinot Blanco, Bob Bianco, Red, Zimito, Gamay, Dosetto, uh, Bobao, or Rosés, Fino Sherry's or any other sparkling wines, Cabas or Prosecco's and all that, you aren't made to be aged. Zimitos, there's a lot of Zimitos out there that will age longer. I'm surprised that this this particular list includes the Zimito in the short term because a lot of the Zimitos will age. But 
basically, when it comes to aging wines, it's not something that you really look at doing too much. It's something that it sounds great and it sounds wonderful and it's something that people, you know, hear people talk about it, but in reality, it's not something that you're going to do. If you do age wines, do a little homework, look it up, look up uh, internet. They have a lot of information on Get yourself a wine refrigerator uh, because that's going to make a difference. And once you do age wines, don't just get one bottle and say, here, I'm going to age this for 10 years. Get yourself three or four bottles. Open up one right now, taste it, and say, okay, I think this will age for 10 years. Put them in your wine refrigerator. After about five years, grab another one out, open it up, and try it. Because a lot of times, they could age faster than what you predicted or even store than what you predicted. Then try one after five years. Taste that one and say, okay, I was wrong. This isn't going to go for 10. This will go for 15. Or I was wrong. This is ready to drink now. And then at 10 or 15 years, whatever you decided, open up, you know, some more of your bottles and drink them and enjoy them. They will change. They will lose their fruitiness. If you're into big fruity wines, aging is not going to be something that may appeal to you. But if you're looking at little complex wines with uh, uh, intense bouquets and mellowed out tannins and stuff, aging really, really does make a difference and it tastes great. All right, the wine in space. November 2019, a Luxembourg-based startup called Space Cargo Unlimited in conjunction with universities in Bordeaux, France, and Bavaria, Germany, delivered 12 bottles of wine to the International Space Station. There was recently, too, I read you, there was a high school that did that, that had some wine delivered to the space station, too. They were testing. I, I can't remember the whole thing, but I do remember passing on something to you about that. But packed individually in metal canisters to prevent breakage, the bottles will remain aboard the International Space Station, or ISS, for one year before returning to Earth. Then they're going to be opened and studied then to see how they did. A uh, company video announced the experiment. Uh, scientific director Michael Liebert explained that since wines contain both yeast and bacteria in the chemical process, it's ideal for space study. I didn't realize yeast and bacteria were ideal for a space study. Hmm. According to Associated Press, researchers are interested to learn how weightlessness and space radiation affect the aging process. I suppose that can make a difference to people, too. So that's interesting. Curiously, or maybe not, this isn't the first alcohol to make its way to Skyward. Budweiser has previously sent barley seeds to ISS. A Japanese company sent whiskey samples. And a fine scotch has made the trip. In 1985, a French astronaut brought a bottle of wine along on Space Shuttle Discovery, but he did not open it on the flight. He took it up and brought it back. You know, the amount of weight 
that is allowed on rocket blast that's a that is allowed when they shoot off a rocket is calculated to almost the ounce i don't i i've read a, quite an intense article once about when they shoot these rockets off i and i think there might have been something i, I want to say on the discovery channel one of them, I don't know, one of these channel, science channel, or maybe PBS, but one of them was talking about how they have to measure the amount of weight because of the fuel that it takes to lift so many pounds away from Earth into orbit. And if they are off on this weight, it could make a difference on in results. Now, Obviously, they know what they're doing. It always fascinates me that they can sit down and figure out this stuff and put a probe around Saturn or up on Jupiter and things like that and slingshot it there and all that. So obviously, they know that. But the weight, once it leaves Earth, is critical. So if you're taking a bottle of wine up there, that is going to require, I think, a little bit more fuel and stuff like that. It it just... I, I. think about that stuff after that show. So uh, I'm sure if you look it up, you will find more information about that, but I, I don't recall it all. So, But it's it's an interesting thing to, to follow up on. All right. Uh, new products. There are some new wine products out there now. They have new glass closures. Uh, Venicil Edge Collection has new glass toppers for wine. They, uh, the edge collection lets you get creative and decorate the sides of the Venicil. They come in two different uh, sizes, uh, 21 milliliter and, uh, millimeter and 23 millimeter. And uh, it keeps the wine fresh and all that. Glass toppers supposed to be the best. I've read this over and over that the glass toppers supposed to be the best. They, uh, and let's see, there is the Vortex Psalm uh, from Vinotiv, V-I-N-O-T-I-V, is filled by letting wine pass through its rain filter, which aerates wine, releasing its bouquet on its journey to the decanting vessel beneath. And it's a strange-looking contraption that stands on three legs, and it, it pours down into the glass. You pour the wine into the top and it bubbles down into the glass underneath. Simply slide up the specially designed stainless steel gravity-fed valve and the glass of wine is served within seconds. So you hold the hold the little stopper up, you pull it up because it sets over the glass on these little stainless steel legs. An elegant way to serve wine or other beverages eye-catching tabletop conversation piece, and it's made of durable rural silicate glass, which must be some special glass, stainless steel, and silicone. Uh, easy to clean, simply rinse the filter and decanting vessel, and that's all there is to it. That's available. That'll be available uh, midsummer, they're saying. You can go to Vinotiv, V-I-N-O-T-I-V-E, Vinotiv, now, Vinotiv.com, see a a picture of it. 
Waterloo Container Company, Waterloo, I've bought wine bottles from Waterloo before, but Waterloo's came out with a new 375 milliliter bottle for sparkling drinks, sparkling wines and stuff. And I say drinks because it not only is good for sparkling wines, but a lot of the fizzy drinks that are bubbly now that you can get uh, is available for, or this bottle is available for them. It is uh, what they call Flint, which is a clear glass. So people can actually see what their drink looks like. It has a twist crown on it, twist off top on it. And that is available in the 375 milliliter for the uh, bubbly drinks out there. Vino 911 stain remover. Now, this is something, if you're not a wine drinker, and you probably should be listening to the show, but this is probably something for a lot of you out there. Vino 911 stain remover safely removes most red wine stains from clothing, linens, and carpets. Two-ounce spray bottle is the perfect size for handbooks and works to get wine out anywhere. Restaurants, bars, wine tastings, or while traveling. To remove a wine spill, gently shake the Vino 911 bottle and spray on the red wine stain. Spray and spray on the red wine stain. Blot excessive with a clean white cloth and let dry. It contains no artificial chemical solvents and no perfumes. Using all natural ingredients to break down and eliminate the stained area naturally. Vino 911. Uh, go to corkpops.com. C O R K P O P S. Corkpops.com. And uh, you can see it doesn't say the price or anything. It's new. These are new products, so uh, it doesn't have prices on it. This is something that caught my eye, too, which uh, is not really just a new product for wine, but this is something that is interesting. There is soft-touch lamination from a company called Multicolor Corporation, or MCC. It's a unique process that imports a luxurious, ultra-soft finish to wine and spirit packaging. And it says consumers find it irresistible and hard to let go. Used on cans or bottles or just about anything. Uh, It's got an incredibly soft feel, it says. The finish renders superior depth and richness of color, giving any package a premium appearance. It can be used in conjunction with foil stamping, embossing, unique varnishes, and in high-build screen embellishments. And it can be used on a wide variety of stock labels. They have uh, MCC has locations in Napa, San Luis Obispo, California, Montreal, Canada, and Mason, Ohio. So uh, if you see this, uh, see it on the shelf, soft touch on a wine bottle, don't pick it up and look at it because it just says your customers don't want to put it down. You have to end up buying it. Hard to let go, it says. So, it's irresistible and hard to let go. A soft touch. I'd like to see one of those. It looks like it might be interesting. 
there are events and tastings and judgings and all that coming up. Let me tell you about those in just a second here as soon as I find it. Uh, good article in this magazine about wineries and breweries going green. And this became a big move and I see a lot of stuff when I start searching out stuff. I've seen a lot of articles on places going green, going uh, to, uh, you know, sustainable, self-sustainable. A new uh, a winery in Australia just just recently got hooked up within, well, since the first of the year, got hooked up, and they are now generating all of their own electricity. Uh, completely self-sufficient on their own electricity at the winery. First one in Australia to do that. Uh, Vinotiv uh, has also had an advertisement here for their Vortex Psalm. That's what it's called. Uh, so again, go to Vinotiv, V-I-N-O-T-I-V-E dot com. And uh, their Vortex Psalm, what's this? Watch, make sure Samuel and Brumman, they're friendly. Wine and whiskey barrels. Huh. They also have advertised on this page that Venotive.com has watches made from sustainable, environmentally friendly wine and whiskey barrels. And it's the, uh, obviously the bands and stuff. Sort of cool. But Venotive.com, check that out. There's, uh, looks like some cool, cool stuff there. Trade shows, uh, Beer Industry Summit is coming up the 12th of January. That's gone. We're past that. We missed that window. Uh, Day is already the 23rd. Geez, let's go down here. 20th through the 23rd is a trade show, uh, wine trade show in Grand Junction, Colorado. If you're at it right now, then you make it. Otherwise, you're not going to make it. 22nd, 23rd is Concord, California DTC Wine Symposium. I lived in Concord, California for a few years. Uh, the TC, DTC Wine Symposium is the primary fundraiser for Free the Grapes out of San Francisco. So, oh, wow, I didn't. But uh, that's going to have 29th to the 31st CiderCon at Oakland, California. Uh, all you ever wanted to know and taste about cider. Uh, United States Association of Cider Makers, CiderCon, was created to let people know about it and, and to uh, get together and talk about it. Unified Wine and Grape Symposium in Sacramento, California, is coming up on February the 4th through the 6th. The Oregon of Oregon. Oregon Wine Symposium is February 11th to the 12th in Portland, Oregon. There's a few competitions around. Texas International Wine Competition goes to the 1st, 5th to the 6th International East Meets West Wine Challenge. The Best of Craft Beers Award in Bend, Oregon is February 7th and 9th. New York International Beer Competition in New York City. February 9th, 
And also in New York City on February 9th, the New York International Cider Competition. So they're both being held simultaneously, beer and cider competitions in New York City. Uh, okay, that catches me up on that. AFI Wine Festival is being held in Central Florida. This is presented by Publix Supermarket Charities. And all the proceeds are going to benefit the Allied for Independence. Uh, it's a handicapped charity, Allied for Independence. And it's the 13th of March. That's a Friday. At the Francis Langford Promenade in Lakeland, Florida, which is just east, uh, about an hour east of uh, Tampa. You can land in Lakeland. I think the airport's big enough to land there, but land in Tampa and uh, you can, you know, rent a car and go over there. It's from 6 30 to 10 on the 13th. Tickets are $65 in advance, $75 if you buy them at the door. Over 150 wines and spirits. There's going to be live music, gourmet samplings from local chefs and restaurants. Uh, so it's coming up. All proceeds, again, will benefit the AFI Alliance for Independence. So good cause. And I don't know who's going to be there. This paper doesn't tell who's going to be there. It doesn't give a website that I see here anywhere either. I'm... Oh, there it is, winefestcfl.com. So you can check it out there and probably get your your advanced tickets there. And it's all for a good cause and takes over 150 wine. It doesn't say anything about an early, early opening or anything like that. A lot of these things, 6.30 to 10. That's three and a half hours. That gives you plenty of time to taste a whole bunch of wines. And then spend the night in Lakeland. Don't try to drive. It's uh, Friday the 13th, March 13th. I will announce that again as we get closer. All right. Now, I'm, I found a couple of things here that I want to pass. And as I... As I kept looking, I kept finding some more stuff about it, and it was, well, to say the least, it was sort of funny to me. Oh, while I'm looking up this stuff, too, Australia's fires that are not done. They are not gone. They are not stopped. They had a good rain go through, major rain go through, which caused flooding in areas. But the fires are still there. New South Wales is still having bushfires. And it's it's an ongoing thing. I found a site that I will put on the Facebook page. A great site. It has maps. It has all sorts of information and everything. So I will put that on the Facebook page so you can look it up and see... Uh, wait a minute, then. So you can look it up, and you can uh, you can see it's it's got a bunch of information on there. It shows where the fires are, and what it has been doing, and 
how it's affected the areas and a whole bunch of stuff on the site. So uh, I'll, I'll get that up on the Facebook page. Excuse me. I don't know why I'm confused myself here now. This is not something that I... I don't know why I say that. I don't need that. All right. Let's see. Uh, There's a bunch of stuff here that is talking about the benefits or the non-benefits of wine. And I wanted to pass them all on to you tonight. I'm not going to get to nearly the stuff I wanted to. Mike said, let's see. Way I figure this is going to be an hour and a half, two-hour show tonight when we were talking before. Instead, a glass of red wine may be good for your heart, but the new studies say that it can increase cancer risk. Oh, my gosh. Here we go again. Researchers have found that drinking alcohol every day, even a small amount, may increase increase cancer risk. This is published by the American Cancer Association. So, you know, they're, you know, well, light drinking during a 10-year period may increase overall cancer risk by 5%. And they consider light drinking having one drink per day for 10 years or two, two drinks per day for five years. Surpass that, then your excuse me, then your chances increase. If you're doing two or fewer drinks, overall cancer risk, regardless of how many years they drank, rose. Cancer risk were was at its lowest when participants reported no alcohol consumption. Now, this is great and wonderful on these studies, but the increase in cancer risk was highest in esophageal cancer and other gastrointestinal cancers such as oral, stomach, cholesterol, liver, and gallbladder cancers. They also found increase in breast and prostate cancers. Now, they did 63,232 cancer patients and a control group of 63,232 patients from 2005 to 2016 across 33 general hospitals in Japan. They asked them how much they drank. A standard drink was six ounces of sake or 17 ounces of beer or six ounces of wine or two ounces of whiskey. They also found that smoking was a lot more higher in the cancer group than in the non-drinking group. You think maybe that might have a correlation? They didn't say so here. They didn't say that it had anything to do with it. Other studies have found that alcohol increases the risk of liver, breast, cholesterol, and head and neck cancer, said the National Cancer Institute. So they suggest you don't drink at all. Okay, of course they suggest that, you know, when they find the things there. Now, that was that was one of them. All right. Now, another one that I found, and let me see if I can't pull it up here. Uh, 
no, it's not there. Uh, well, oh, what red wine can do for your health? And this is from uh, United Kingdom, what red wine can do for your health. Okay, come on, computer. Work with me on this. It's loading, and once it loads, it has to do all the clicks and everything else. Everybody's got computers. They know how it works. Okay, here we go. Short and quick to the point. Moderate consumption of red wine has been proven to have a positive impact on the health due to its high contents of antioxidants. Grape skin is rich in antioxidants, which reduce the oxidative damage in the body and help prevent disease and cancer. Antioxidants can also help reduce inflammation and blood clotting and can extend lifespan. So wine is full of it. People who drink approximately 150 milliliters of wine a day are shown to be able uh, shown to be at 32 percent lower risk of heart disease than those who don't. 150 milliliters, about the lower, well, between five and six ounces. Drinking small quantities of wine help retain good cholesterol in blood. Bad cholesterol can be reduced by up to 50 percent. A few glasses of wine a day has also been shown to reduce the risk of stroke in middle-aged men and may even lower blood pressure. Red wine has also been shown to have a positive impact on dementia, depression, and insulin resistance in women. So there you go. We just found that it causes cancer, but is that worth possibly getting cancer? to improve cholesterol and uh, get rid of bad cholesterol and positive impacts on dementia, depression, and reduce strokes and create insulin resistance. I, you know, I mean, it's, it's like it's all there with that. And they, uh, yeah, wow. So that's, and there was another one that I saw. Let me see if I can't find it here for you about health benefits or non-benefits of wine. And oh, this isn't it, but this is something. Central Florida Winery. And again, I'm waiting for it to load. Central Florida Winery produces wine loaded with antioxidants. No, it's not Florida State because we're not there anymore. The farm has about 30 varieties of blueberries. Guess who this is? This is, and we interviewed them, Island Grove Wine Company. Uh, Wine is one of the most popular drinks and typically think of grapes in Europe, South America, Napa. But Florida, uh, located in Central Florida, Island Grove Wine Company, uses a variety of blueberries uh, in a farm to produce Moscato, blueberry wine, sangria, and other fruit blends. And that's not fair because the winemaker there blends it with 
a lot of juice he gets from California. So he's got uh, different ones that are blueberry infused, if you will, with the California. Uh, Sarah Eshelman is the general manager on Grove, and she says they're the largest organic blueberry farm in the state. 200 acres. Uh, organic blueberries are used for winemaking. And uh, they say the rows and rows of blueberries span across Alachua, Putnam, and Marion County. So they have more than just at that one spot. 30 different varieties of blueberries, and that's very, very high in antioxidants. Uh, the wine keeps about 80 to 90% antioxidants from the fresh blueberries. So it's uh, good, good stuff, antioxidants in it, which is good for you. Uh, the business was started in the early 90s, but not as a winery. Uh, well, she says wine business in the early 90s. I think it was, well, I can't argue with her, but I don't remember hearing that. 16 different wines right now, and they're going to be adding another one next year. But five to six of them have blueberries at any given time. So they also rotate and all that. Uh, they got sweet and dry and semi-sweet and all sorts of different things available. Um, the uh, uh, guests, if you take a tour, guests learn about the uh, antioxidant-rich wines and just, you know, all the different stuff there. They're supposed to be opening up a tasting room right on, uh, I can't think the name of the road. I want to say 301. Is that 301 that goes up there? But they're supposed to be open up the tasting room right there on 301 so you don't have to drive back to the winery. It's, it's like, wow, driving back to the winery is really strange. Uh, uh, the whole area is uh, just a, a really a, a great place to visit. Uh, the property has a house that was built in 1897, and it was homesteaded right after the Civil War, and so it's got a lot of history there and everything. And... Uh, the blueberry farm is the farm's tasting house. Three miles from the blueberry farm is the tasting house, and that's located in the town of Hawthorne. You go over a railroad track and drive back through it. Uh, it's a great visit. It really is a great visit. But antioxidants, full, full of antioxidants in the blueberries that they put in the wine. There's other wineries that do blueberries in and around Florida, too, but... That one is a, uh, a big operation and uh, a lot of fun. Go out and visit. They have a great tasting room and uh, you know, a big, big facility there. You wind through these uh, Central Florida trees on dirt roads and stuff, and all of a sudden you come around a bend, and it's just like, wow, you see this enormous building in the uh, berry patches, and they have other stuff, too. It's not just blueberries. They also have other things out there. And so it's it's a nicer visit. It is east and south of Gainesville, which is uh, Florida College, um, but east and south of Gainesville, just a little bit south, but it's east over on, on 301. So Worth worth the drive, worth the worth the trip there if you, you get a chance. Uh, let's see. Well, I knew I had something else about 
about uh, health of wines. Let me see, where was it? Uh, maybe this was it. No, oh, that's minerality. We're going to talk about minerality next week. Minerality. I've got a couple of articles on minerality that we can discuss. And let me see if this is. No. Well, the other article was saying that it's not good for you. That wine is not good for you. Wine is will cause all sorts of heart problems and it will cause all sorts of cancers and just on and on and on and stuff like that again. And, you know, the, the studies, they're saying that the studies did so many people and all that stuff and this was so good for everything. You got to remember on these studies that, there's no like that one with you know the cancer people and the ones you know cancer people smoke you know majority of them smoked and drank red wine or drank whiskey or alcohol so therefore it must be the alcohol it can't be anything else oh come on you know so this is something that you got to take in consideration I I mentioned once and I, I think this was the best little thing you can think about when you start reading some of these things. Uh, this was <clears throat> this was something I, I saw quite some time ago and I thought it was great. It uh, has a, this graph and the graph shows from 2000 to 2009 cheese consumption rose in the United States. During the same period, 2000 to 2009, death by entanglement in bed sheets rose. So therefore, I come to the conclusion that eating cheese can cause me to be tangled and die in bed sheets wrapped up. No, it's there's you know, and they, it's not eating cheese in bed. That wasn't the point. The point being that. You can pick out statistics from anything and prove anything you want. And this this is a great graph here. I mean, there it just the graph shows both of them climbing at almost the same rate, eating cheese and death by bedsheet entanglement. So therefore, I have to conclude that eating cheese will cause me to get entangled in my bedsheets and die. Oh, whatever. So. Take that stuff with a grain of salt. <laughs> but a new study says grain of salt will uh, have adverse effects on your health. Yeah, that will do something too. Don't, a grain of don't salt take the will grain cause of salt. a yeah, will cause the problem. And, you know, it's, there'll be some. And these studies, I mean, these these studies, I saw, I keep seeing these things jumping up and stuff. I'm like, oh come on now, you know, you know, it's just. Yeah. I, I, I wish I could find it. I found it, and I said, oh, i got to talk about that. And the problem with it is that I saved it. I didn't – I <clears throat> excuse me. I didn't save it. I made a note of where it was, and now I can't find it. Uh, oh, here we go. 
Here we go. Is red wine good for the body? There is a stack of information out there, a plethora of information out there to discuss consuming alcohol. And it is recommended that both men and women do not frequently consume more than 14 units of alcohol per week. Okay, this is equivalent to drinking 10 small glasses of wine or six pints of beer a week. He says not safe to do that. But despite this, uh, recent studies question whether red wine consumed it may still provide health benefits. It says that uh, recently published in the Journal of Gastroenterology suggests that a daily glass of red wine may provide health benefits for human gut microbiome. The microbiome is a term used to describe the group of genomes of microorganisms that reside in the human gut. The microbes of the gut are considered to play a vital role in metabolic and immune systems, as well as systems that regulate human behavior. So the researchers from, uh, well, a couple of three universities and bacteriologies and all that, involved the collection of dietary food and drink habits from a large population across the United Kingdom, the United States, and Belgium in three studies. And a twin study data was collected from UK and US and Belgium to find that red wine will definitely help the microbiomes in the gut. That uh, even in instances where other types of alcohol were consumed, is linked to a healthy pattern of gut microbes. So this is, reduces the possibility that uh, um, that health gut microbes were caused by family traits because they did cross sections and everything else. Other findings relate to the broader health effects of drinking red wine. Uh, they found red wine compared to their uh, twins found that if one twin drank red wine, they had a reduced risk of developing low-density lipoprotein cholesterol and obesity. And this is caused by the polyphenols present in red wine. Health benefits of polyphenols are present in a wide range of foods, including seeds and nuts and some fruits and vegetables, and grapes. And grapes in particular are considered to have a large number of polyphenols in the skin. So red wines create a higher level of polyphenols, which is good for you, compared to white wines is red. Suggests that polyphenols are also present in grape-based non-alcoholic drinks, but in lower content. So drinking a glass of grape juice in the morning doesn't really do as much for you as having a glass of red wine for breakfast. Um, Resveratrol, an antioxidant, is found in red wines also, which, again, helps the gut's microbiome. The implication of the study? Considered to be the largest of its kind to investigate and conclude that moderate consumption of red wine promotes gut microbiome health benefits as well as having protective effects against serious health conditions. 
And although there are limitations to this study, uh, they even say so here. It's purely observational study casualty cannot be established. Okay, so they don't know. It's just observation study and, you know, reports on notebooks and diaries people kept. Researchers from this study suggest that if individuals wish to drink any alcohol, then based on this research, a small glass of red wine might be the best option due to the proposed health benefits. And they have this article even shows Let's see, one, two, three, four, five different sources for this. So it's not like the others who say, don't do this. This actually has sources here. So there you go. She will cause you to wrap up in your bed sheets and die. (laughs) 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 So would you go after the... Bed sheet manufacturer, or would you go after the cheese producer if anything That's had to happen? I don't point. know. Who would you? Who I'm would sure. you have your family sue but for that? Yeah. Who has the most money? I think that's what that's motivates it. most people. <laughs> yeah. Most people are motivated by who has the most money. So who we'll has the go most after them. Most lawyers. That's right. Most lawyers would be motivated. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> Get, get the most for your settlement. Um, let's see. <laughs> well, found out what the um, audio issue was. You now sound normal, so that's a good oh, thing. Good, good. Um, I also, yeah, I also looked up uh, Island Grove Wine Company, and uh, yeah, over in, um, well, one of them says uh, Island Grove, Florida, on, but the address is Hawthorne, Florida. So, uh, but they're also in okay. Kissimmee. I didn't know they were in Kissimmee either. Uh, oh, really? Apparently they I have, didn't know that either. Yeah. Yeah, it says uh, Island Grove Wine Company, Formosa Gardens, uh, Winery, Events, Food, and Bakery. Um, their their uh, wow. website has, has quite a bit of good information on there. They're, uh, yeah, that's a big operation. Um, so they're, they're, yeah, yeah, they're, they're in stores all over the place. You can see Island Grove yeah. wines everywhere in, in Florida anyway. Yeah, sounds yeah. good. Um, you might have to Make a stop there and see what uh, what they got. But Kissimmee's yeah, not too far from here. Yeah, that closed and relaxed. Yeah, so that's a good thing. Uh, let's see. We yeah. had to start a second Facebook feed uh, somewhere during half of the show. The first half of the first half or so, I just had to start that because there were some issues over here. So we we have a second stream on there for tonight's show. But this is the uh, major part of it, and no issues now that I restarted the whole thing. So good. that's a good thing. I don't know what everybody who was listening to the first half, I hope yeah. tuned in on the second or yes. continued on. And so. I noticed about five minutes ago that the audio suddenly went less pacey and it sounded normal. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. I, I need and to get that. We're going to say, how was your on. broadcast? We get to say, horrible tonight. Horrible. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Pretty bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, there that's, yeah, there we go. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, boy, they okay. were really upset. Um, is that you or me? Oh, That's not me. That's somebody else. Oh, okay. Somebody else playing with our board? No, that was – it was a continuation thing. Oh. <laughs> Just, I, I thought maybe okay. somebody else was – maybe it's the yeah. bus people out there booing now. They're running the board now. <laughs> somebody else was running yeah, the board. Yeah, bus people, settle down. Yeah. 
so it is uh, 12 after 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we will go ahead and uh, close the show for this week. We'll be back uh, next week. That is uh, January the 30th. And uh, we'll see you all back here again at uh, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And uh, just wanted to thank everybody for tuning in and for um, Blog Talk Radio was uninterrupted, but uh, the Facebook stream tonight was kind of goofy, but it's it's uh, fixed right now. So we're good. Um, so sorry about that. But uh, we'll join us again next week and uh, we'll have a, another show uh, dedicated to the wine industry as we have been since 2009. Ooh. We'll see y'all then, and uh, have a great, have a great week, and enjoy the red wine. It it is healthy for you. It is it? healthy. For you. It, yeah, or maybe not. But you know, Next if you drink it, it all week and you die, let me know. Okay. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. See you next week. We'll see y'all. Thank This concludes tonight's broadcast of All About Wine with your host, Ron. For show information, links to All About Wine on Twitter and Facebook, or to be a guest on this show, visit the show website at www.allaboutwinebtr.com. Archived shows are available for download on iTunes or on our show page at blogtalkradio.com forward slash allaboutwine. Thank you for listening. Drink responsibly, and we'll see you next time on All About Wine. Oh, my gosh. You there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, you there? okay. Click, click me over to the thing because I lost right. my studio. <laughs> okay. Hold on.